You're listening to Brave Girls with Tracy M, where we choose to empower you to be a better leader, mentor, and coach in the world. We'll share stories of people who have achieved great heights by overcoming adversity and rising to the challenge, all while pursuing their passions. These courageous people will inspire you to have faith in yourself and take bold action. Right here with the host of Brave Girls, Tracy M. Episode 73, The Art and Science of Gifting with Becky Briggs. Today's podcast guest, Becky Briggs, is an expert in both the art and the science of gifting, and she shares her thoughts on researching the perfect gift and ensuring the gift makes an impact with the receiver. A master networker and community business leader, Becky left her corporate career to follow her passion. Her boutique gift business, Our Gift Biz, is known for simplifying the process of gift giving for her clients that lack the time to locate and wrap meaningful gifts. I love that Becky and her team are sensitive to the conservation of our planet and work to use sustainable packaging. Her company also often works with local artists to create personalized gifts, and she finds that her clients are often searching for something personable, unique, and memorable. I love her philosophy of personalization and how she is serving the world in this special way. Becky also shares her personal story of becoming the guardian of her brother's children when he passed away and how this shaped her life. She talks about how much joy this has brought to her life and how it inspires her to be creative and brave with both her clients and her family. So let's go and meet Becky Briggs. So welcome to Brave Girls with Tracy M. Today, I'm really excited. We are going to be interviewing Becky Briggs, who is the CEO and founder of Our Gift Biz. And she's a entrepreneur that I met through networking. She's based in Rockville, Maryland. She had a very distinguished career in international management consulting before she took the leap and became an entrepreneur some 20 years ago. And I'm super excited to have her on the show to talk about what she's learned and her Brave Girl journey journey as a entrepreneur, as a corporate gal, and just out in the world as a community leader. She's very involved and sits on many boards um, and is involved in many community groups. So welcome to the show, Becky. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited. Yes, yes, yes. So let's go back in time um, to your earlier years when you were a management consultant, but you had this itch to go out on your own as an entrepreneur. So talk a little bit about that. It's very interesting. I had uh, five admins uh, reporting to me and they loved to um, help me find gifts for, for um, employees. And they loved to do this during their lunch hour. They would go out and they would find something they thought was appropriate. They would bring it back to the office. And often I loved what they bought, thought it was great, knew it was going to work. And then sometimes it just wasn't going to work. And I knew it. And I didn't, I didn't want to insult them. And at the same time, I knew it wasn't the right gift for that individual. So I started thinking about that. And I started thinking about, you know, in the corporate world today, people are so busy. They just do not have time to do this themselves. They don't have time to go to malls and go to stores, search through items, try to figure out what makes sense for the person they're buying for, whether it's a loved one or a client, and then trying to figure out 
next steps. Okay, how do I package this appropriately? How do I gift wrap it? How do I get it to the person? And then what's, how do I write the note? What am I gonna put in the sentiment? And it just becomes overwhelming. And nine times out of 10, when that happens with people, they tend to just keep on moving it down on their things to do list and it never gets done. What I know about business, and I knew this when I started our gift biz, is that your ability to stay in touch with your clients and loved ones in a meaningful, memorable way is what it's all about. So you can't just let these things fall off your list. They need attention. Um, so that, that, it, that was sort of the nemesis for, for starting our gift biz. And um, it, it's, uh, that really was the driver. Right. And now you have corporations, nonprofits, individuals, you have all types of clients that have used your services over the years. And I think it's like you said, they can outsource the science and the art of gift giving. And you've really done a lot of research in those areas um, so that the process is kind of offloaded from the giver. Right. And so what have you learned um, as you've been doing this because it's very much a niche business and so many companies want to give that thoughtful gift. They have limited budget. So like you're working within a budget, but making sure, like you say, it's packaged in the right way and, and it's meaningful and memorable. Right. So, you know, there are those clients that have a budget for gift giving and then there are others that have no budget at all. So when it's time to do something thoughtful for a client, they have to go and figure out, okay, how much can I spend? So that's number one. Number two, is it a sympathy gift that they need to do? Is it a retirement gift? Is it a, oh, my employee went over and above and beyond and they need a little real thank you that's a surprise. We have to put the surprise and the wow back into gift giving, especially when it comes to clients and employees. They're looking for that. Um, that union that you have with, with these people that are most important to you, can't, you can't make the assumption that they're gonna be there for you always. So creating touch points is part of the science of this. And um, so knowing the budget, getting to know the clients. That's what we do at our gift biz. Our clients come to us because they have a need. We have to figure out how best to solve their pain point. And we do this often by just asking them a number of questions, not only about the budget, but what they know about the individual. Because the more you can personalize it, the better you are. Um, certainly a lot of people buy gifts um, that aren't personalized and that's fine, but whenever you can, it makes a big difference. It could be as simple as you're giving it to an admin, a gift to an admin, and you know that her favorite color is purple. Right. So if you tell us that, that just begins to knock it out of the ballpark. So yeah, that, and I, I, there was a couple of things I saw on your website that really stood out to me. One was your, um, your attention to detail around sustainability and the use of artist work because um, so many people don't want the packaging to be plastic or you know something that's going to get thrown in the landfill and not really you know get recycled properly and then the use of artists who they could really create something custom so talk a little bit about 
that because I think we are in a world now where personalization is everything and one-to-one marketing and communications is so important. And it's just, this is just another example where you're differentiating yourself by, by kind of going down that path. We have um, a couple of artists that, that we love working with. They, they can take, um, they can take my idea and just expand on it. So let's say we have somebody that's moving into a new home and you absolutely don't know what to give them. They have everything. They, this is their third new home over 20 years. So you don't want to give them something that they're not going to use or appreciate. So we, we have a client that does just a very simple sort of um, board. She paints it for us and then she puts the name of the family and their first line of their address on there. Sometimes it would be the name of the family and established say 2019. And then there's some eye hooks on there and then it can be used as a personalized um, new home gift that uh, can is useful because it has the eye hooks and you can put your keys on it. It's a way to keep track of your keys and that sort of thing. Those kind of things go a long way with people. And as you say, personalization is everything today. These artists can paint on, on chairs, babies' names. They can, they can do things that are very, very, very creative. I, uh, um, we, we can take what you know about your client and incorporate that message on the item. So we do that a lot and people love that. It's very personal and it makes sense to them. So that's one of the things we've always tried to do is make sure that we didn't just buy items that looked great, but that we had thoughts surrounding it and those artists help us knock it out of the park with that. Absolutely, because then it's a unique piece, right? And people love that when they have, you know, one of a kind or it's not something that's mass produced that could have just been bought at a mall or in a store, you know. And that's what you want. You want when your friends and clients come into your home or your office and see something that's unique, you want them to say, wow, where did you get that? That's what you're looking for. That's the response this whole process is, is about. It's making sure that the gift that you're giving is a surprise. It wows them. It's, it's um, something they wouldn't be able to get someplace else or haven't seen someplace else. Right. It really shows that you spent your time and thought process into it. You, you put your th time and thought process, thought process into it. That makes a huge difference with people today. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit, we were banter a little bit about some of the books that are, are kind of on your bookshelf or been on your bookshelf that you think have been really helpful on your journey as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as a corporate refugee. Um, let's talk a little bit about those two books that we were talking about. Well, one is, uh, you know, when I started this business, I met um, a gentleman named Nick Irons and he was uh, uh, an athlete. And he was in college um, in the 90s, early 90s, I think it was. And he, um, uh, his father had MS. His father was a doctor in this area. His father had MS. And he was flying over back from Rockville to California where he was in school. And he, he was right over, the plane was flying right over the Mississippi. And he said, hmm. 
I wonder if I could raise money for MS as something I could do that was meaningful for my father uh, and then write a book about it. And he did that. And it, and it was quite, quite a, made quite a stir in this area um, when it was released. And it was called Swim Lessons by Nick Irons. And it's about the 10 secrets for making any dream come true. And it's a very quick read. It's like, you know, not even 150 pages as I remember. But it, in the, each chapter was a preface for how you wanna start a business and those things that make it successful for you and meaningful. And each chapter went into the important things you need to think about. One of them was, um, which I just loved, was making sure that you surround yourself with people that um, are going to be there for you. They're not necessarily going to say yes to everything that you think is important, but they're your sounding board. They're sort of your silent board of directors. That little secret along with building partnerships along the way, and knowing that you are going to fail at certain things. You just are, it's how it works in life. That's not a negative and we need to change our thought process around that. So many people are stuck when they fail, they don't realize that that's really an opportunity to change everything for you. And it's so important when, when you look at a failure as part of your road to success. That's what this book was all about. And of course, he went through all these challenges in this uh, swimming the length of the Mississippi. Um, and it helped you see that as an entrepreneur, when you're starting out, this is just what you need to think about. There are going to be challenges, but you can't let that fear stop you. And some of us give up too quickly. And that's why I loved that book. Yeah, I think that's so um, important, you know, what's the lesson that you need to learn when something doesn't go the way that you're, you thought it should. And that lesson will keep showing up if you don't learn it and acknowledge it and, and incorporate what it is that you've learned. The other book that you mentioned, which I have on my to-do list to read is Demi Moore's new Inside Out book. So tell me a little bit about that. Cause some of our readers, I think, are, or some of our listeners, I think are big readers as well. You know, I um, didn't know if I was going to read that this month or not. And I, I, you know, here we are at the end of September. I am um, halfway through it. Yep. And I'll tell you, she, she had an incredibly difficult life hmm. and um, a very tough life growing up. She didn't realize it at first, but between the ages of five and 10, it became very clear to her. Um, so there was a lot of adversity in her life, lack of love, abuse, um, rape, um, just some really terrible things happened to her. And so she struggled through this for so many years and that's kind of where I am now. And as we all know, um, you know, the media made a mountain out of this uh, when she, you know, was really in the thick of, of actually getting into um, uh, some therapy and, and that kind of stuff. But I can't wait to finish it because I feel like every now and then as a female and a female entrepreneur, we need to remember that 
other people had tough lives too, mm -hmm. you know? And we need to use that as part of how we find our strength. We need to remember that not, not everybody was born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Mm -hmm. And it's hard work to be an entrepreneur, you know? And I think that she just hits the nail on the head. It's, it's beautifully written. So right. it's her memoir so I can't wait to finish it I have to finish it this weekend I wish I finished it already so I could talk about the end but um yeah it's just it's powerful in in how she uh discusses her struggles yeah and I know you've had some adversity as well with your brother's situation so why don't we talk a little bit about that because I think you know that was that was hard so talk about that So one of my brothers in the mid nineties was diagnosed with cancer and um, he had two kids that were uh, young at that time. One was 11, I think, and the, uh, Cynthia, my niece, and uh, my nephew Anton, I think was 18 or 17 at the time. So he asked me if I would be their guardian when he died. And I said, yes. And um, that has been one of the biggest joys of my life. I, um, I can't tell you what it meant to me, A, that he asked me to do this, B, that I said yes. Um, it, it took a lot of bravery on my part. Um, but here we are 25 years later. My niece lives three towns away from me. She has two kids that are five and, and um, eight. And they're two of the biggest joys of my life. I have 35 nephews and nieces. These are two of them. Um, but I absolutely love the sleepovers that we have and, and um, the special time I spend with these kids. Last weekend, I built a robot with my five-year-old niece and she wanted that robot to be a super hero princess robot. And she named her Rosie. And um, it was just an incredible experience for both of us. And my niece says that every night when she comes home from school, she plays with her robot. And um, this has just been a very, impactful thing for her. So it's those little things we get to do in life that create joy in ways that we don't even know it at the time. So it was a blessing um, for me that my brother asked me to take this responsibility. Um, and it, it does inspire me today to be better than I was yesterday and to think outside of the box and to be extremely creative in what I bring to the table, whether it's with my clients or my family. Right. And I know um, one of the other things that, well, I met you through a networking event um, and, and then I went to a conference with you. Like, I, I feel like you understand the importance of networking and building relationships and giving back to the business community. So talk a little bit about some of that because you've, you've really, I don't know how you keep all the balls up in the air, but I mean, it's very impressive. And, and talk a little bit about why you do that. Well, thank you for that compliment. Um, I, I am very passionate about what we do for a number of reasons. And it, we've covered a couple of them in that I think that people um, 
need need the kind of help that we offer. Um, you know, my message to people is never give up and and don't listen to people that say that you can't do something. You know, we we tend to take that sometimes and just not let our our ideas go any further. And I think that's a shame. Um, so I, I also feel like we are assuming sometimes that when we get a client, and this is for really entrepreneurs, that they're there for life. Um, but, you know, it's really not that way. It's up to us to make sure that they're there for life. And the way to do that is to create touch points throughout the year so that you're staying in touch with them. And I feel like, you know, we, we need to stand out from the crowd and not take for granted that just because we did business with them once that, that uh, make an assumption they're gonna be there again and again and again, they're not. They can easily find a replacement for you. Um, so having touch points that you use throughout the year, create conversations, interactions. This is all a part of building a strategy that I call the reach out and stay in touch with those that are really so important to our business. And um, we have to really look at building a more personalized long-term approach that results in deeper relationships um, with our clients. And that will convert to more business. Um, I've found that over and over again um, and creating these solid interactions um, um, and creating plans eventually will increase sales and revenue. So the goal is you gotta be remarkable with every touch point. You are there to solve their pain points and you need to eliminate their challenges. So when this really works, you've hit the jackpot and you're known for being the best in your breed. So focusing on customer service, superior customer service, that is one piece of it only. It, this is so much larger than that. And we, we spend in corporate America a lot of time figuring out what delivery of superior customer service is, but we don't really dot all the I's and cross the T's when it comes to some of the basic etiquette things that are lost today. And I feel like our gift biz is one of those service um, businesses that can help you do that simply by your making a phone call. So, you know, we handwrite a client's uh, sentiment on a note card with a calligraphy pen. We, we take those little touches that are difficult for the client to do, but it's part of our service offering mm -hmm. and our clients love it and their clients love it. And that's what you want at the end of the day. You wanna create the wow impact, the wow effect, and you want them to come back time and time again. And you want your clients to say, boy, that was the best gift you could have given and selected. So right. I'm passionate about this. I feel like um, this is what I'm here to do. Mm -hmm. and, um, I feel like we do it really, really well. We become a counselor and a coach with our clients. We help people that have very little money but know they need to do it. And we've helped them create such an impact with their clients that their clients are coming back again and again. And when they tell us that, it, it's just incredible. Right. So, and we have all kinds of clients from individual one-offs to 
mid-sized corporations to every now and then a large, large company. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of, we know how to navigate um, where a lot of people don't. And so if you don't have a um, boutique business like ours to go to, mm-hmm. and you're trying to do it yourself, you are not going to know what's out there. You're not going to know what's hot in the market. You're not going to know what brings fun back into someone's life. It can't always just be a serious gift. Sometimes you have to have fun with it, you know? Right. It's too hard. So it's trying to figure out all these little things. Right. And that's, well, that's where our expertise lies. So, you know, um, we solve part of the pain point problem for our clients is they're stuck and they don't know which way to turn. They don't know what to do. Right. Because of my corporate background, I can tend to steer them in a direction they haven't considered before. And our clients love that approach to gift giving. Right. And we'll make sure that we put the link to your website in the show notes and the phone number for your concierge phone line. 240-406-8701. That'll all be in the show notes. So if anybody listening wants to um, work with you, they'll be able to quickly find you and see what you have to offer. And I I think having that conversation with you and your team is really the first step um, to what it is that they're trying to achieve. So I thank you for kind of using your talents and gifts and Um, filling that gap in the marketplace for organizations that they know they have to have touch points. They know they have to have conversations. They know they have to have interactions and that their customers aren't going to be their customers for life necessarily, but people will respond to the personalization, the surprise and the wow factor that you bring. um, And that there is a true art to reaching out and staying in touch. Um, And if, if other companies are trying to do this with their um, competition, you know, against their competition, really, because it will make you stand out that the client's going to remember that, you know, something personal and individual about them. And, you know, they're going to be surprised and wowed and have this custom thing, maybe from an artist or, um, you know, something as simple as just, like you said, the calligraphy on the card is a, is a, is a touch of etiquette that maybe has been lost. And then, you know, if, if an, a large organization or even a medium-sized organization kind of delegated this to somebody it's collateral duty for them right and it is going to go to the bottom of the list it's not going to be well thought out it's not going to be well researched it's not going to um, they're not going to really understand the science and the art of gift giving like you guys because you've been doing it for 20 years you've seen the what's what's in what's out what's coming coming on the market i think you were you even maybe had gone to a gift show or uh, some kind of show up in new york city when i first met you between between then and when i went to the conference with you. So um, you really are in the thick of um, being the expert in the, the, the business of gift giving. I, yeah, and thank you for that. And you know, the, the, um, the thing that's so important is I feel like our gift biz needs to constantly be thinking about how to help our clients differentiate themselves from another client just like them. So that's our goal. So when we go to these gift shows and fancy food shows in New York and Atlanta and around the country, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that gift 
that has that wow factor that helps them stand out and be different from everyone else in the crowd. So you're exactly right, the way you sum that up. That's what we're all about. Yeah. So let me ask you, what's the bravest thing that you've ever done and how does that inspire you today? You know, I think the bravest thing was saying yes to my brother about uh, being the guardian of his kids and um, being there for them. That was something that I never thought I would be um, asked to do. Mm -hmm. And um, it does inspire me because I am sort of their mother and the kids' grandmother. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I have that role. So I'm not only the aunt, but my uh, great nieces call me Oma. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just an incredible bit of my journey that can't be ignored. Um, so that, along with having this huge passion for giving back to people uh, in a meaningful, memorable way is just um, quite exciting for me, really, as, as, a, as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as somebody who had an idea and took it to this level. So that's, that's kind of where I am, you know, I've had a long, long-term approach for how I wanted to run this business. And, um, you know, being kind to the environment was one of them, but we try to do that every way we can, but in an even larger way, it is giving back to people in a way that they absolutely need. Sometimes they don't know they need it till they meet us or hear what we do, but once they do, they, they connect. And so it's really interesting to watch that process happen and to realize how many people count on us to make that happen for them. I get inspired by that. When, when I left the consulting firm, um, one of the VPs that was giving a speech about me said, uh, I want to commend Becky for the courage and the bravery and I remember that to this day because when I left, I thought I was just on the next part of my journey. I didn't think of it as being courageous. Now that I've done this for 20 years, I know where the pitfalls are in running an organization. I know where the pain points are. I know what kind of things can make you stay up late at night. And it does take courage and it does take bravery. But I feel like that, if you, if you look at that with the right lens, you're going to be okay. If you look at it as, I cannot overcome this mountain of fear and anxiety, it's going to get the best of you. I feel like the fact that I've had the courage and the bravery is what keeps us going and what feeds my soul and what allows us to do this day in, day out. We love what we do here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, sometimes we do let our fears and our anxiety and our worry and our doubts and everything hold us back from what we're supposed to be doing. And I think it's admirable and you know, I applaud you because you are doing work that you love with people that you love, which is, I think, 
how much greater can it get? And you're willing to put yourself out there and continue to talk to people about the science and the art of gift giving. And um, you um, really take seriously your the support to them with them building their long-term relationships with their customers um, in, and really standing out in the marketplace and making sure that they're thoughtful and intentional and staying in touch. Um, and so I applaud you and, you know, that you've, you've stuck with it. You're going to continue to go down that path. I think it's amazing that you stepped up to the plate when your brother asked you to be the guardian. Um, and that joy has come back to you in your heart for that decision. Cause that couldn't have been an easy decision. Um, and then to execute and implement against that decision um, as they were dealing with the grief of their father, you were dealing with the grief of your brother and to really move forward um, in that journey um, as their aunt, special aunt, really special aunt. Right. And so um, thank you so much for being on the show today. I know that you're exactly where you're supposed to be doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. I'm so grateful that you agreed to be on the podcast to share a little bit of your brave girl story, a little bit of your entrepreneur advice, um, share your knowledge around the art of gift giving, the science of gift giving, um, I'm sure there's going to be somebody that's listening to our conversation that is going to hear something that you said that to you may not have been anything unusual, but it was exactly what they needed to hear in their ears at this moment. Um, and, you know, you've inspired them, you've motivated them to be brave and courageous and, and do the next thing that they're supposed to be doing in their life, whether it's personal or professional. Oh, thank you, Tracy. This has been a joy. It really has. I've, I've loved it. You're wonderful. That's all I have to say. You really are. Oh, thank you. You know, one of my intentions when I created this show was to create a global platform where I can showcase women that other people may not know. Um, and maybe they haven't heard their stories and, you know, um, 59 episodes in at this point of recording. Um, and my goal is to continue to profile people like you that are out in the world, um, that have so much wisdom and have so much, um, depth of experience to share with other women. I think, uh, creating those conversations that other people can listen to and be motivated and inspired has been my intention from the beginning. Um, and I just continue to meet people like you that I think, um, need to be showcased and profiled filed. Um, and I just am so grateful that I feel like this is part of what I'm supposed to be doing is give voice to other women. Um, and that I'm to take my marketing communication skill set and use it in this format with this medium. And so I have, you know, had the boomerang effect come right back to me with my guest and with the opportunities that have come my way because I said yes to creating the platform. So I'm humbled and honored that I have the list that I have, um, that more women business owners are getting business as a result of my podcast. That was my intention from the from, from the beginning. Um, and uh, there are so many more women are forming their own companies faster now than any time in history. Now you've been at the game a long time, but um, you know, we want something different in the world of work. We the the 
traditional nine to five setup and the corporate structures and hierarchies aren't working for us anymore. And we've, we've stepped out on our own and we've, we've decided to be brave and to really bring our passions to the work that we do and to share our gifts in a different way. And so technology has been a big part of that and enabling us to democratize so much of the world. Um, but I think also at the same time, people want personalization. Um, and so that is something that you're doing, not something I'm doing. Um, it's that one-on-one -on -one connection, that human connection to really develop those long-term relationships and have those long-term views on how we want to, how we want to show up in the world and what we want to give in the world. So thank you so much for all that you do in your local community and your business community in the Maryland marketplace, um, in the U S. Um, I just, I salute women like you that are out there just doing it day in and day out and continuing to be brave, continuing to share your gifts. So thank you, Becky. Oh, thank you, Tracy. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Brave Girls with Tracy M as much as I did creating it. Each show is produced with you, the listener, in mind as you look for inspiration and motivation from other brave souls as you pursue your desires. I'd love to hear your feedback, so please leave me a review on iTunes. I read every one. And check out my website, tracym.com, for more free resources. You can also join my list and sign up for my newsletter right from the homepage. Until next time, stay strong, believe in your dreams, and go do something brave. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Brave Girls with Tracy M and hope that you enjoyed the show. For more information about today's episode, as well as additional free resources to help you achieve greatness in your life, visit tracym.com and sign up for our mailing list. Until next time, dream big, believe in yourself, and let your brilliance shine as only you can do.